Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Thursday, June 7th, 2018, broadcasting from the Beantown, USA studio. Beantown, USA is Boston's go-to destination for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, beantownusa.com. And I am going to open the show by just coming out and saying it, go get LeBron James. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Danny Ainge. I'm talking to you, the Boston Celtics. Go get LeBron James. That is the big story here in this town because Stephen A. Smith had a comment the other day about LeBron James and what he could be possibly doing this summer, the decision that he could possibly be making this summer if he does opt out of his contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers, which he could do. The NBA Finals, Game 3 was last night. I'm going to react to all that in just a second, but first got to remind you, today's show is presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using my promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. At DraftKings, there are no commitments whatsoever. Just pick your sport and draft a different lineup every single day if that's what you choose to do. And you don't need to finish in first place to win cash prizes. So sign up right now at DraftKings.com and play for free with your first deposit by using promo code PICK. That's P-I-C. And speaking of promo code PICK, Father's Day is one week from this Sunday and you can use my promo code to get a discount on golf balls for your dad. Come on. Like, you're not going to buy your father golf balls for Father's Day? All right, sounds good. You know you're going to do that. So why don't you do this? Go to golfballmonkey.com and get the best deal on golf balls that you're going to find anywhere on the internet. Use promo code PIC, P-I-C, to get 5% off any order and get free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Golf Ball Monkey has Titleist, Callaway, Nike, Pinnacle, Bridgestone, TaylorMade, you name it, they have it. Golf Ball Monkey sells premium, slightly used golf balls at a discounted rate, and I know what you're thinking. Used golf balls? Really, Danny? That's what you want me to give my dad for Father's Day? Well, think about this. How many times have you or your dad opened a brand new box of balls, taken one out, put it on a tee, hit it once, and lost it? A lot, right? Well, you're probably wondering, what happened to that ball that you guys lost? I'll tell you what happened. Golf Ball Monkey found it, and it's still good as new. At Golf Ball Monkey, they harvest, buy, and sell premium used golf balls to wholesalers, retailers, and people like me and you. A dozen balls anywhere on the internet that you buy and will typically cost you, what, around 50 to 60 bucks for a dozen? At Golf Ball Monkey, you can get a dozen premium balls for under 20 bucks. I have a dozen Titleist Pro V1s right here in front of me. That cost $12.95. That's right, a dozen Titleist Pro V1s that cost $12.95. And I know I'm telling you they are slightly used golf balls, but I'm holding one right now. It's, it's basically a brand new ball. All right, it's basically a brand new ball. And like I said, it is a perfect Father's Day gift. So load up right now at golfballmonkey.com and use promo code PIC, that's P-I-C, to get an even bigger discount. Swing for less this summer with golf. Ball Monkey, welcome to the show. Thursday, June 7th, I did watch Game 3 of the NBA Finals last night on Wednesday night, and I did see Golden State win Game 3 in Cleveland by a score of 110-102. to Kevin Durant with the dagger late, the deep three. You know how Golden State loves to not just take the deep threes, but they love to hit the deep threes. Kevin Durant had 40, what do you have, 43 points last night or 46 He had over 40 points. LeBron James had 33 points. Now, I think the big stat of this game is that Steph Curry only had 11 and Klay Thompson only had 10. So Curry and Thompson combined for just 21 points, but it's really what they couldn't do from behind the three-point line. Steph Curry, one for 10 from the three-point line. Klay Thompson, two for five. So Curry and Thompson, not just a combined only 21 points, but combined three for 15 from behind the three-point line. I mean, if you're the Cavaliers, you're in your own building, that's a game you got to win, especially seeing how you began the game. I mean, if you watch the first quarter, now, it's funny because you saw maybe the first eight minutes Cleveland dominated, and then Golden State came back. They end up tying the game at like 26 or something around there. And you're like, "How, how did Golden State come back? Like They did it in a very quiet fashion. But Cleveland, you know, they pulled away a couple times after that. 
and it did look like they had night for a long time, for a long stretch, and then obviously you got Durant going off. But uh, those numbers I just gave you from Curry and Thompson, I mean, if you told me they only go 3 for 15 combined from, from the three-point line and Curry himself was only 1 for 10 from behind the three-point line and that Cleveland got off to that type of start, I would have told you the Cavaliers are going to win that game. Now, they didn't. Golden State wins game three, and Golden State now has a 3-0 series lead in these NBA Finals with game number four tomorrow night on Friday night. That game is going to be in Cleveland, and as of right now, the Golden State Warriors in that game four with a chance to sweep this series and win the NBA championship. Golden State is a five-point favorite right now. I, I mean... You still have to look back at game one and think in Golden State, Cleveland should have won that game if George Hill hits the free throw. I know we went nuts over the J.R. Smith thing and even went into the, the, the timeout or why they didn't use the timeout a little bit and LeBron James's frustrations in that video on the sideline. You know, they even though the score didn't show they lost at the end of regulation in game one, the body language showed you that they lost that game in regulation. Uh, in game one, Hill hits that free throw. Cleveland probably wins the game. And we're probably looking at, you know, Friday night's game, tomorrow night's game four as a chance for Cleveland down 2-1 to even the series at two in their own building. And, you know, I I wouldn't rule that out. So uh, instead, you, you end up losing that game one. And here they are now, down 3-0. And instead of this thing being a series, this is now going to be a Golden State Warriors NBA championship. And I told you going in, do not, do you know, stop counting out LeBron James because a lot of people are trying to tell me that this was going to be a sweep or that this was going to be an easy series in over any of the four or five games. And I told you, I mean, stop counting LeBron out so soon. And uh, it turns out that those people that told me this was going to be either a sweep or over in five you know, it turns out that they're probably going to be right here and I'm going to be wrong. But at the same time, I don't regret feeling the way I felt because Cleveland should have won game one in Golden State. And then we'd be talking about a 2-1 series right now. Again, with Cleveland having a chance to even it up in game four on Friday night. So I don't know that you can necessarily come out and say that I'm wrong. I think I could say that, well, you guys are right. It's just Cleveland should have won game one. And, and then my prediction to all this would have been looking a little bit better. But uh, Golden State, they're going to win the championship. You might as well just get it over with at this point. And you might as well just get to the offseason talk and what's going to happen this summer with LeBron James. Well, um, we've had some, some noise in these pots with regards to LeBron James's future. And not just because everybody and their mother thinks that he's going to leave Cleveland, but there was a comment made by Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's first take a couple days ago. Was it yesterday? On Wednesday, maybe, I think? Or was it the day before? Either way, it was this week. Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's first take. He, he gave a list of teams that LeBron James was going to talk to this summer. Now, the total list was he had seven teams on there. One of those teams was Cleveland. Now, LeBron James has a, what is it, 35 or $36 million option. He can, he can opt in for 36 mil next year to stay with Cleveland, or he can opt out and become a free agent. Um, now, one of those seven teams that Stephen A. Smith mentioned, LeBron was going was gonna to talk to, because he said LeBron's going to have conversations with teams. And here are the seven teams he's going to have a conversation with this summer. Now, he was speaking as if he was in the know on this. And, you know, I'm going to give Stephen A. Smith some credit here. And I'm going to say that, you know, he has these seven teams because these seven teams are coming from either LeBron or LeBron's people. LeBron's agent, uh, somebody close to LeBron, somebody in the know. I'm going to say that Stephen A. Smith is not just giving us his opinion. He's given us some factual information when he gives us these seven teams that LeBron is going to have a conversation with this summer. Again, one of those teams, he says, is Cleveland. He's going to talk to the Cavaliers. But obviously, if you've been paying attention to LeBron James and the rumors that have been swirling about him and his future after this season, I think it's safe to say 
that he's not going to go back to the Cavs. I'd actually be shocked if he went back to the Cavs. And actually, LeBron James did a one-on-one sit-down with Rachel Nichols from ESPN right before the NBA Finals began. It was last Thursday before Game 1, and they aired that, I think, in the pregame. I saw it on social media and on the internet, but I think they aired it during the pregame. And LeBron James said, you know, look, I thought it was just it was it was a bad decision to trade a a star point guard. It was a bad decision to trade Kyrie Irving. So you can believe him if you want. I I mean, and and maybe this is getting to what you know the rant I'm about to go on with regards to the Celtics and their chances of that's right their chances of getting LeBron James this summer. But I'm not convinced that Kyrie Irving left Cleveland or demanded a trade to get out of Cleveland. I'm not convinced that he wanted out of Cleveland because of LeBron James. I'm not convinced of that. I'm, I'm really not. I, I'm, I actually would put my money on it being something else. And I'll tell you why in a second. But LeBron, whether you believe him or not, LeBron James told Rachel Nichols the other night, last week, in a one-on-one sit-down, that he thought it was a bad decision to trade Kyrie Irving. And towards the end of the conversation, Rachel Nichols went back to that comment and said, you mentioned earlier in this interview that you thought it was a bad idea to trade Kyrie Irving. And she brings up that LeBron ended up, you know, she said, she asked him, LeBron, did you really call management and ownership and try to get them to change their minds on trading Kyrie Irving? And he said, yeah, I did. So he's basically saying that he tried to he, he tried to stop the Cavaliers from trading. Not only did he not want the Cavaliers to trade Kyrie Irving, he tried to stop the Cavaliers from trading Kyrie Irving. And, and I'm going to take that as if, you know, coming from him at least, that he didn't want Irving to leave. And also, you know, if he didn't want Irving to leave, if he's saying that, then did Irving leave because of LeBron? I mean, if LeBron knew that Irving left because of him, would he be out? you know, saying all these good things about Kyrie Irving. I don't know. Either way, he, he said that to Rachel Nichols. Believe me or not, whatever you want to believe, go ahead. I'm just trying to set this thing up for you. But he did that conversation with Rachel Nichols. He had that con- had that interview. And uh, the Cavaliers, Stephen A. Smith said he's going to talk to them. But I, based on everything I've heard and seen, I don't think he's going back to Cleveland. So that's one of the seven teams. The other six teams that Stephen A. Smith said LeBron is going to have a conversation with this summer. He said the Lakers. He said the Houston Rockets. He gave us the Miami Heat. He gave us the Philadelphia 76ers. He even gave us the Golden State Warriors. And he also gave us the Boston Celtics. That's right, the Celtics. He said LeBron James is going to have a conversation with the Celtics this summer about his potential free agency. And, uh, in fact, Stephen A. Smith isn't the first person to bring this up in the last week, week and a half. He's not. He's not the first person. The first time I even... And now, I had mentioned it before in the past, sort of in jest, not thinking that this was ever really going to become a topic of conversation, but I do think a lot of these, look, these guys say things, and I know it's their opinion, and sometimes it's crazy, but I also think they hear things. I do. I think they hear things. Now, Antoine Walker, what's he hearing, as opposed to what Stephen A. Smith is hearing? I don't know. But Antoine Walker, my point, he is he is actually the first person to bring up LeBron James in a Celtics uniform. And I actually thought it was interesting. Here is Antoine Walker on Fox Sports 1 last week. He was asked, where do you think LeBron will end up? Where do you think he should go? Here is former Celtic Antoine Walker talking about LeBron James and what he should do this summer. Where do you think, then, he would be a better fit? Now, you're going to think I'm crazy. But if I was him, if, if I'm going to Boston. I'm going to Boston. Yeah, I'm going to Boston. I mean, Kevin Durant did it. Yes. Kevin Durant joined the best, and the best team in the Eastern Conference right now would be the Boston Celtics. I like it. I will figure out a way to get to Boston if I'm LeBron James. Wow. And even the playing field. Nick, wow. what you going to do? Well, well, I mean, do you Nick think he would – Well, hold on. Do, well, do you think I, I, Kyrie would still be there? I don't, if, I got, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm taking a shot at him. I want to even the playing field. 
If LeBron James is free, I want to even the playing field. And that's how you even the playing field. Even the playing field. That is the phrase that I heard come out of Antoine Walker's mouth. And I, I don't know that I ever thought I would say this. But I think Antoine Walker is right. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that I ever thought those words would come out of my mouth. But I think Antoine Walker is, is right. And I think he's given LeBron some good advice. Even the playing field. Now, look, people, have people gone a little crazy with, with this since Stephen A. Smith brought it up this week? Yeah, I think because Stephen A. Smith said it, I think the idea of LeBron at least talking to Danny Ainge, the fact that they would be in the same room at some point this summer discussing a move to the Celtics, LeBron to the Celtics, I think the fact that Stephen A. Smith said it makes it a little bit more realistic. Now, is it realistic that LeBron James comes to the Celtics? Look, if you, if you made me put money on where LeBron James ends up, next year, as much as I would love to see him in a Celtics uniform. And yeah, I said it. Go, I told you at the beginning, go get LeBron James. I would love to see LeBron James in a Celtics uniform. As much as I'd love to see it, if you made me put money on where LeBron ends up this summer, I would not put that money on the Celtics. Now, because this is coming out of Stephen A. Smith's mouth, though, I don't know that I sit here and, and, and completely rule it out. And I don't think I sit here and say, oh, no, it's impossible or it's unrealistic because I've tried to factor in both sides, you know, the, the decisions the Celtics would have to make, you know, fitting him in under the salary cap, seeing all the max contracts they have, and, and you know, the money that LeBron James is going to want. And, and then, of course, other people throwing out the Kyrie Irving factor and the relationship that those guys have there. And I've, I've factored all these things in, but I keep kind of coming back to Antoine Walker's even the playing field comment and how I think that is, I mean, if that's not the current NBA mindset for the superstars in this league, then I don't know what is, but it, it, that's the mindset, e- even the playing field. And, and if anybody knows about needing to even the playing field right now, it's LeBron James. He's in the NBA Finals. He's down 3-0. The guy is doing everything he possibly can. All right? to I mean, they should have won game one. And LeBron, you know, he had the 50-point performance. I mean, LeBron's doing everything he can. He's having a playoffs for the ages. The rest of his team, you know, just can't do anything. I can't do enough. And I think Look, LeBron. I think LeBron's done. I don't, I don't think he. I don't think he is going back to the Cavaliers. Um, and and the seven teams that that Stephen A. Smith gave us: Cleveland, Miami, Philly, the Lakers, Houston, Golden State, and the Celtics. And if you take those seven teams. That Stephen A. mentions, which I do believe is coming from either LeBron himself or LeBron's camp. Then, yeah, I don't think LeBron, I don't think Stephen A. Smith just came up with these teams out of nowhere. I think this is coming from LeBron. I think that's real. I think those are the set. I think I think LeBron has a list, and I think that's his list. Could a team be added between now and and you know the middle of the summer? Sure, in, in the next month, the team could be added. Could a team be dropped? I'm sure there's going to be several of those teams dropped and dropped early. Maybe the Celtics will be one of those teams that are dropped early. But right now, we're looking at this thing. I'm looking at this thing going, Stephen A. Smith said what he said. I think that's sort of factual more than it is opinion. And then Antoine Walker said his thing. Well, LeBron James should go to Boston and even the playing field. And if anybody knows right now, about needing to even the playing field, it's LeBron James down 3-0 in the NBA Finals to a Golden State Warriors team that two years ago added Kevin Durant that now is seemingly unstoppable. And if you're LeBron James, you have to look at this thing and, and go, well, how much time do I have left? One. Two, given the time that I have left in my prime, we'll, we'll call it a handful of years in his prime. Right? That's what we'll do. Handful of years, which is 33. Uh... I don't know that LeBron James is going to hit 35 and then hit a wall and not be an elite player and not be one of the best players in the world. I think he still will be. I think we see things now with players playing into their 40s in certain sports and physically demanding sports. I think the science is better. I think these guys find a way to, you know, make 
make 35 the new 25, if, if you get what I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I do think that we live in a different era where guys can, can play at a high level later on in their careers, and I think LeBron James is one of those elite athletes that will be playing in his prime, you know, maybe until he's 38-ish, you know, late 30s. So I think he's got a good five years of being one of the best players in the world still, and... um I think if he looks at that and believes that, he has to say, okay, for the next five years, what team gives me the best shot to, as Antoine Walker phrased it, even the playing field? What team gives me, where do I even the playing field with the Golden State Warriors? You know, do I, do I go to the West? Because you don't stay in Cleveland if you want that to happen. Do you go West? I mean, I don't think you go to the Lakers. And I don't think you go to the Clippers. Um, because the rumor, the original rumor was he's going to go to L.A. because he has a home a half hour from the Staples Center. Clippers just re-signed Doc Rivers. LeBron James has spoken very highly of Doc Rivers in the past when, when LeBron was battling with the Celtics and Doc Rivers was their coach, was the Celtics coach. You know, I don't know, was that extension a, a, a way for, for the Clippers to, to throw something at LeBron? I don't know, maybe. You know, Stephen A. said, didn't say Clippers, but again, they could he could add a team. If, if he does want to go to L.A. But I, right now, what Antoine Walker said, even the playing field, that to me is going to be the biggest thing for LeBron. And that narrows it down. If we're going to narrow it down right now, and he wants to even the playing field, he wants to win because that's what I think LeBron wants to do. He wants to win. I, I, and he knows he's going to get the money. He wants to win. What, what, give, what place gives you the best chance to win? Realistically, fitting you onto the cap. I don't think Golden State's going to be able to do it. Do you go to Golden State? He's not going to Golden State. He's not going to Golden State. He's not. LeBron's not going to Golden State. I don't see it. Um, he's not going back to Cleveland. So now we're looking at five teams. Is he going to Miami? He's not going back to Miami. We're looking at four teams. Is he going to the Lakers if he wants to win the next five years? He's not going to the Lakers. All right? He's not going to the Lakers. So we are down. Who are we down to? We're down to the 76ers. We're down to the Celtics. And we're down to the Rockets. If LeBron James wants to be realistic, about even in the playing field, he's either going to Philly, the Celtics, or the Rockets. That, those are the, to me, those are the only three spot, landing spots for LeBron James this summer. And that means, much like the Celtics had a seat at the table for Kevin Durant, a realistic seat at the table for Kevin Durant two years ago, I think the Celtics have a realistic seat at the table for LeBron James. Now, I'm not asking Danny Ainge to bring Tom Brady to this one. I mean, the good news is that Kelly Olynyk is no longer around to come to any meeting to try to lure LeBron James to the Celtics. But <laughs> uh, you get what I'm saying. I, you're going to meet with, with LeBron James. You're going to meet with them. You're going to have a seat at the table. And realistically, you're one of three teams that's going to have a shot to land him this summer. Now, again, let's get back to putting ourselves in LeBron's shoes. You going to Philly? As much promise as they show by trusting the process, is that the spot? Celtics just beat him. Celtics just took you to seven games. Now, I... Look, it's going to be awfully, it, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for him, I think, to turn down Houston at the end of the day with Chris Paul and James Harden and the fact that Houston took Golden State, what, they took him to seven games, right, in the West Finals? That game seven was in Houston? If LeBron was on Houston, would they beat, would they have beaten Golden State in Houston? Maybe. Would that have even the playing field? Would that have eliminated Golden State? Would you, would you be seeing the Celtics and Houston in the NBA Finals right now with the Houston Rockets probably winning that series? Yeah, so, so there's your... Houston would even the playing field if you went there. There's no doubt. I, I think the only problem I would have with that if I'm LeBron is that if you go to the West like that, you know, you might have to play Golden State in this... Who knows? Who knows when you play him? Maybe it's the second round. And, and maybe Golden State ends up being the one seed again, and you'd have to go to Golden State for Game 7. You know, 
you want Golden State to battle a couple, you know, maybe one more team before you face them, you know, then you stay in the East. I do think that if LeBron isn't going to L.A., you know, I think you can make an argument that he sticks, he would like to stay in the Eastern Conference to win more than go to Houston. Because there is a team that he could even the playing field with as soon as next year. I know some people are going to say, well, it's going to be Philly. It's, people have already linked him to Philly. They've been linking him to Philly for a while. But now we're here in the Celtics. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason why the Celtics are on LeBron's list. And I believe they're on his list because Stephen A. Smith said it. And I think he's speaking more factual than opinion there with that. I do. I be, I'm giving him, maybe I'm giving him more credit than I should be. I don't know. I think he's got connections, and I think LeBron's one of his connections. So uh, I think that is. I think there's a reason the Celtics are on his list. Because LeBron James knows that if he goes to the Celtics, the Celtics will be the best team in the Eastern Conference. They'll have the best coach in the Eastern Conference. And if they get to the finals to, to play the Golden State Warriors, again, the, the road to the finals will be a lot easier in the Eastern Conference than it would be in the West. So you go to the East, you go to the Celtics, you face the Warriors in the finals, and what does that series look like? Looks a lot better than it does right now with Cleveland-Golden State. And in fact, you might have evened the playing field because the Celtics are a talented team that we're all talking about right now saying even without LeBron they could win the NBA championship next year by getting Kyrie Irving back, by getting Gordon Hayward in the mix, and uh, getting another year with Tatum under his belt, Jalen Brown. You know, you bring back Smart. Maybe you do... I think I think you might entertain the idea of trading Rozier. I, I think that's what you do. And, um, you know, you got a shot. You're one of the favorites. So, if you're LeBron James... You are considering the Celtics. That's my point. You're considering the Celtics. And if I'm the Celtics, not only am I considering LeBron James, but I am making this happen. If I'm Danny Ainge, LeBron James is going to be a Boston Celtic next year. I mean, that's, that's my mindset with this. You missed out on Kevin Durant, okay? And they obviously really wanted Kevin Durant. You end up doing some things... You know, you ended up bringing in Al Horford. You got Gordon Hayward. You traded for Kyrie Irving. Here you are. If you want LeBron James, which the Celtics should, which I want them to go get LeBron James, and LeBron James, obviously, now we know, has at least some interest in the Celtics by wanting to have a conversation with them at the very least. But if you really do break it down, and if he really does want to even the playing field and and, and give himself the best chance to win which I do think he wants to do, then the Celtics are a realistic option to the point where I think they're going to be one of the finalists to land him along with Philly and Houston. I want the Celtics to make this happen. I want LeBron James to be a Boston Celtic. To make this happen, the Celtics are going to have to get creative because they're going to have to free up some space. I don't think LeBron's going to take a discount. I don't. But, you know, he's not going to take a discount. The Celtics, I don't know that they'll need him to. And that could be a, a, a that's, it's a, it's a conversation that the Celtics going to have to do something, right? They'd have to do something. And the fact is at play would be get rid of a max contract, either a Al Horford or a Gordon Hayward. And it's like, how do you do that? You know, you got to, I, I, well, how would you do that? And I'm trying to stick within the rules of the NBA salary cap. And I don't, if you want to pull out the rules on that with regards to trades and matching salaries, and I haven't gone into the trade machine on ESPN yet, but I probably will in the next couple of weeks. Would you get rid of a Gordon Haywood or an Al Horford to bring LeBron James to the Celtics? Of course. I mean, I would. Yeah, there's a, I wrote a column in today's Boston Metro where I said, go get LeBron James, make this happen. And I broke down all this stuff with Stephen A. Smith and Antoine Walker, everything I just said. And I said, make it happen. Get LeBron James in a Celtics uniform. Do what you got to do. I got a lot of people coming at me on social media saying, no way, I would never want to see this. I would never want to cheer for LeBron James. So what are you going to do? If the Celtics get LeBron James, what, you're not going to watch the East Finals next year? You're not going to watch the NBA Finals next year? You're not going to root for the Celtics? 
as they hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy with LeBron being the NBA Finals MVP? Three straight years? You're not going to watch that? You're not going to root for that? That's insane. Um, I understand this idea that people don't like LeBron James because we've had a rivalry with him. But at the same time, you know, take the jersey off for a second and look at this thing as an NBA fan. He is one of the best players in the game. And, you know, for the the personality stuff that we don't like about him, you know, he's the type of guy that I'm sure if he was a Celtic, he would would act in certain ways that we'd be like, oh, LeBron, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right? But um, I also think that there are some things, if he was doing with our team, with the Celtics, we might look at and say, oh, you know what? He can get away with that. He's the best. It's, it's the type of guy you hate to see him on the other team. You absolutely hate him. But when he's on your team, you love him. And if he was on the Celtics, all the people that are coming at me right now saying, oh, I would never root for LeBron James. I would hate for this to happen. Please. Please. If you want to root for the Celtics to win, you'll be rooting for the Celtics led by LeBron James. The question is, how do you make it happen? I already told you. I want it to happen. I want this to happen. It seems like LeBron, it's going to be an option for him. I think it's a very good option. If you're the Celtics, I think you should want this. But how do you make it happen? You get rid of an Al Horford or Gordon Haywood? You know, maybe, what, you're going to have to, you'd have to trade one of them. It, LeBron, it would have to be like a sign and trade with Cleveland, right? It would have to be something like that in order to make this happen because to get rid of one of your max contracts, you'd have to trade it and you have to match a salary, no? I mean, it's just, it is, it get, it's going to get complicated if you want to make it happen, but you can make it happen. A lot of people, though, trying to tell me, well, Kyrie's got to be the guy to go. And this is a little confusing to me. A little confusing to me. Why? Why has Kyrie got to be the guy to go if you want to get LeBron James? And the obvious answer people will give me is, well, because Kyrie left Cleveland, he demanded a trade out of Cleveland because he didn't want to play with LeBron. I mean, that's the assumption. It's the assumption. I don't know if it's a crazy one. I mean, Kyrie Irving, I think, sees himself as a max contract guy, like a super max guy. He sees himself as one of these elite you know, $36 million a year guys. And uh, maybe he didn't see that in Cleveland. Maybe he especially didn't see that in Cleveland if he wasn't the number one go-to guy and LeBron was, and and maybe his, I don't know, maybe Kyrie thought his numbers wouldn't be as good the next couple of years. I mean, there are things that you could say, all right, here's why Kyrie Irving didn't want to play with LeBron. His contract could be one of them. Another one could be, well, he just didn't like LeBron. He didn't like LeBron James. LeBron James didn't like him. They hated each other. They didn't want to play with each other. A lot of people are going to give me that one. When I when I ask, why can't LeBron James and Kyrie Irving play together with the Celtics? Why is it when we talk about LeBron James right now and we talk about, you know, corresponding moves that Danny Ainge would have to make, why is it that the first people the, the first play a lot of people will point to is, well, you got to get rid of Kyrie Irving for that to happen? When I ask that question, why is it Kyrie Irving that's going to go? People will tell me, most people will tell me, oh, because him and LeBron don't like each other. To which I will tell you, I don't believe that. And the reason I don't believe that, and there were a couple times, and it happened this year, one was at the All-Star game, All-Star weekend, but the other two times were, you know, two times that the Celtics and the Cavaliers played in the regular season, in which... Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, and I posted this video on my Twitter account yesterday, last night. Follow me, at Danny Picard. A video of two different times last year on different teams in which Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, after the game, not only went up to each other, said nice game, gave a handshake, they hugged it out. And they didn't just hug it out. They went into their own little personal handshakes that they had when they played together in Cleveland. For two guys that hate each other, as much as people keep trying to tell me they hate each other, I don't know. They seem to like each other a lot <laughs> when when they're together, at least in the public eye. 
if that was some phony show, I don't think they'd be doing the the special personal handshake and then the hug and the smiles and the laugh. No, no, no. I know a genuine handshake and I know genuine handshakes and laughter when I see one and I know a genuine friendship when I see one. And I am telling you right now, I am not convinced that LeBron James and Kyrie Irving hate each other. And in fact, I am I am actually convinced that they're still very good friends. Which makes me believe that Kyrie wanted out of Cleveland for a reason that we're really not talking about or hearing or maybe we'll never hear. Something else happened with Kyrie with the Cavaliers. And someone in that organization or someone else on that team that had absolutely nothing to do with LeBron. That's my theory. That's what I have maybe convinced myself. But I posted the video on my Twitter of two separate occasions last year after games in which the Celtics and the Cavaliers played. And after the game, Kyrie and LeBron were doing the handshakes, doing the hugs, laughing and talking as if they were best friends. And I don't think that was an act for the cameras. I don't. So I think Kyrie wanted out of Cleveland, for sure, for reasons other than LeBron James, which makes me believe that LeBron and Kyrie could play together. A lot of people just ruling that out right away. I don't know. I think people need to think about that one. People need to think about that one because we get back to even in the playing field. If LeBron wants to even the playing field and he wants to choose the Celtics and the Celtics are going to be a realistic option for him to be a team to help even that playing field, then Kyrie Irving's going to have to be there. He's going to have to be there. And Kyrie and LeBron are going to have to play together. Jason Tatum's going to have to be there. Marcus Smart is going to have to be there. But you're going to have to make some other type of move. Getting rid of Hayward. Getting rid of Al Horford. I mean, I think it's possible. And how would you not do that? What, you wouldn't get rid? You wouldn't find a way to get rid of Al Horford and and another player or two to try to, I don't know, you'd have to do a salary matching sign and trade with Cleveland, wouldn't you? Unless I'm just getting the whole salary cap thing in the NBA with trades wrong. Wouldn't they have to, wouldn't Cleveland have to, LeBron would have to pick up his option with the agreement that that they then trade him to the Celtics and, and you can match the salaries in that trade there a little bit with maybe a Horford and, you know, Cleveland looks at it like, all right, we got a draft pick, a young player, and then we get Horford who is going to be an expiring contract soon. Right? I mean, isn't is isn't that the way you do, it would have to go down? So I haven't done that, and I haven't jumped in the NBA trade machine. Here's what I'll tell you: it's possible, but I think the only way it is possible, while while many people are telling me, well, it only happened if you get rid of Kyrie Irving. I'm actually telling you, if LeBron James is is going to have a conversation with the Celtics, it's because, like Antoine Walker said, he wants to even the playing field. He sees how good the Celtics are, but. If he wants to even the playing field and end some and be the best team and wants to win, he's only going to choose the Celtics, If, in my opinion, if Kyrie Irving is still on the Celtics. Because I don't think they hate each other, and I don't think that LeBron James was the reason Kyrie Irving left Cleveland. I think something else was going on there. Kyrie had to get out of there. You can come up with your own personal theories all you want. The way I see LeBron and Kyrie give their own little handshake still, and they hug it out, and they laugh. No, I don't think they hate each other. I, you know, I, I heard LeBron or Rachel Nichols. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think LeBron had anything to do with Kyrie wanting to leave Cleveland. Is, is that a take that is unpopular? Yeah, it's an unpopular take, but I think it's one that, I think it's one that should be entertained by people who just automatically assume that Kyrie and LeBron would never play together in Boston. And that if you're going to get LeBron, you got to trade Kyrie. I don't, I don't believe that. And if you're telling me in order to get LeBron, you got to get rid of a big contract, then I'll tell you, you better get rid of either Hayward or Horford. That's what, that, you better keep Kyrie Irving. Like, that's where my mindset is. So, I think it's going to get interesting. We have not heard the last of LeBron to the Celtics. We still got at least one more game in the NBA Finals. It's going to be tomorrow night, Friday night in Cleveland. Warriors are five-point favorite. Warriors could sweep. 
I mean, at this point, I'm like, just get it over with, boys. Just get it over with. And, uh... Yeah, I actually think it could be one of the more entertaining sweeps we've ever seen. A lot of people didn't want to see this matchup. I did. And again, keep in mind, it should be a 2-1 series if Cleveland had won game one. You know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I get it. We'll move on from that. But just get this series over with so we can get into the offseason talk, so we can get some more juicy rumors on where LeBron wants to go. But I'm telling you right now, if LeBron wants to win, and even the playing field, he's only going to one of three teams. Houston, Philly, or the Celtics. And if the Celtics are an option, which we've now heard they are, I want the Celtics to make it happen. And I want the Celtics to make it happen while keeping Kyrie Irving because I don't think they hate each other. You move somebody else. And I am going to be pushing for this just like I was pushing for the Celtics to go get Kevin Durant. And for all the people that tried to tell me two years ago that the Celtics had no shot to get Kevin Durant, well, sure, they didn't get him. But they had a shot. They had a seat at the table. And that's, sometimes it's all you need. And right now, we're hearing the Celtics will have a seat at the table to talk with LeBron James. And uh, I can tell you, it's better than not having a seat at the table. And I know a lot of people hate LeBron James in this town, but if he's wearing green next season, you are going to absolutely love him. You're going to absolutely love him. And I, I, I hope it happens. Danny Ainge, you better make it happen. Make this happen. All right? And keep uh, keep Kyrie Irving in the process. Don't get rid of Kyrie. People will tell me I'm not, so Kyrie's going to go. Go watch that video. Go watch the video I posted on Twitter. Go, go watch them at the, in the All-Star Weekend together. For two guys that hate each other so much, <laughs> that is a weird hatred. I've never seen hatred like that. The world needs more hatred like LeBron and Kyrie hate each other. I, that is not hatred. Those are not two guys that hate each other. And in my opinion, those are not two guys that would never play with each other again. If, they, if they're both willing to play for the ultimate prize, and they should both be willing to play for the ultimate prize. You know, the Celtics, if they can move a Hayward or a Horford, bring LeBron in, promise Kyrie a max deal. Just get it done. You wouldn't do that? Kyrie wouldn't do that? Why? Because then the issue, to me, then the issue would be with Kyrie. If LeBron says, yeah, I'll come to Boston, and I'm okay with playing with Kyrie, if Kyrie doesn't want that, then what do we got? What, then not, then it's LeBron, then we got people going to complain that LeBron is running Kyrie out of town? No. Then it's on Kyrie at that point. You want to beat Golden State and their superstar team that they have? And then you'd have Kyrie saying, no, I don't want to play LeBron, get me out of here? Oh, please. That would make Kyrie look terrible. Not LeBron. Not LeBron. Danny Ainge needs to make this happen. And we get a lot of time to talk about it. I'm just telling you right now, I want it to happen more than anything in the world. More than anything in the world. We'll see if it does. But um, in the meantime, there's some other stuff going on. And the Stanley Cup final continues tonight. On this Thursday night, the Cup will be in the building in Vegas for their Game 5. The Washington Capitals lead the series three games to one, so the Cup's in the building for the road team to win tonight. The Capitals are feeling it, man. They're feeling it. They're feeling something right now. And, uh, you know, I think that Vegas, for the longest time, was feeling it, but the clock, the clock might have struck 12 for them. The Golden Knights might be turning into a pumpkin. They might have already turned into a pumpkin. We're going to find out tonight in the first period. But uh, Washington, they're feeling it. And I think they're showing right now that they are a better team. That, that they have the better players. That they have the more superstar talent. And, and up 3-1, you know, maybe Vegas gets the home ice. The place is rocking. They have some crazy opening ceremony tonight that... How much does that fire up their own team? I don't know. It fires up the crowd, which then I guess you could say fires up the home team. But uh, Capitals are feeling it. If they won the Cup tonight in Vegas, you know, I would not be surprised. And if they don't win it in Game 5 in Vegas, I think they'll win it. I think the Capitals will win it in Game 6 at home. And and I can't wait to see Ovechkin hoist that thing. That's going to be must-see TV. So Cup's in the building tonight on this Thursday night. you got to watch that. It's the greatest trophy in sports. 
And I, I, I can't wait to see Ovechkin hoist it. I hope they don't blow this 3-1 lead because I would love to see Ovechkin hoist the Stanley Cup. And then one other thing we got going on this weekend, UFC 225. And I'm only talking about UFC to close out the show because CM Punk is on the card, on the pay-per-view, UFC 225. It's in Chicago, CM Punk's hometown. It's CM Punk's second UFC fight. He's going to be taking on a guy by the name of Mike Jackson. Now, it's a welterweight fight. CM Punk, you know, he lost his UFC debut. What, he tap out in the first round? Is that what he did, tap out in the first round? Um, either way, he lost his first fight. CM Punk's 0-1, and he's now fighting a guy in Mike Jackson, who I just really don't know. Mike Jackson is also 0-1. And it's an interesting pay-per-view card because CM Punk is on the pay-per-view card. And there are some big names that are on the preliminary card. They're in the prelims. And Dana White had a press conference the other day and somebody asked him about that because I guess some of the bigger names were a little pissed off that CM Punk is on the pay-per-view and they're on the prelim card. And Dana White said it. He was honest. He said, you know what? When those guys, as big of a name as they are, or they think they are, when those guys start selling more pay-per-views than CM Punk, then they can be on the pay-per-view card over CM Punk. And I thought that was brutally honest, but I also thought it it spoke volumes about what they want. UFC wants CM Punk to win this fight. And, and, and I don't know anything about Mike Jackson, but just hearing that quote from Dana White, hearing him be brutally honest about that, I think that they gave him a much worse opponent in this fight than he had in the first fight against Mickey Gall. I think that Mike Jackson is somebody that they know CM Punk can beat, is somebody that they want CM Punk to beat, so that they can at least get a third pay-per-view out of this guy. Right? They can at least get a third pay-per-view out of CM Punk. Because that's what would happen. I don't think Punk would win one and then end it. I think if he won one won a fight, I think you'd see him in the octagon again. And I think Dana White would once again be brutally honest, be like, oh, you know what? He's going to be selling more pay-per-views than, than some of the other big names, so he's got a pay-per-view. I think they'd like to see a third pay-per-view out of this. Even if it's just a rematch against Mike Jackson. He'll sell it. But that's what I get out of Dana White's comments. Now, CM Punk also is, whenever he is in the news and he's going to step into that octagon, whether he wins or loses, people are going to be wondering what's next. I just told if he wins, I think he'll have another UFC fight. If he loses, or even if he does win, some people might wonder if he'll ever return to wrestling again. And, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I do some wrestling stuff on the show. And uh, I've always told you, I, I think one day he'll be back in the WWE. Now, an important side note to, uh, to this fight in Chicago Saturday night is that CM Punk this week just won a court case against the WWE or at least against a doctor from the WWE. So CM Punk just beat the WWE in court. And so that court case is over with. I always told you, I think CM Punk is at some point in his lifetime, he'll return to the WWE in some capacity, whether it's a one and done at WrestleMania against somebody you know, he'll, he'll, he'll do it. It'll, it'll happen. Believe me. But in the, it might not happen soon. In the meantime, will he return to wrestling in any form? Will he go to New Japan Pro? Will he go back to Ring of Honor? Uh, there's a show in September that's in Chicago. It's being run by a group of wrestlers that I've talked about before that I'm a fan of. Uh, the Bullet Club. The Young Bucks. Nick and Matt Jackson. And Cody Rhodes. The Bullet Club, they have an event. They sold out this arena in Chicago. Was it the Sears Center? Is that what it is? And it's in September. It's in Chicago. They sold it out. A lot of people told them they couldn't do it. I think they funded it themselves. And they did a nice job with it. They have a fantastic card of, of, of wrestlers on that. In that, it's called All In. Guys are saying they're all in. CM Punk, in an interview this week with MMAFighting.com, he was asked about this event because people have won it. Well, it's in Chicago. You know, he's friends with the Young Bucks. Um, there have been some things that have maybe teased CM Punk would be there in some capacity. This could be his big return to wrestling. He was asked in this interview, MMAFighting.com, if he would be all in. 
And he said, no, he wouldn't be. And he basically said, no, he wouldn't be because he was never offered anything. He says he's never been offered, he's never been made an offer by anybody to wrestle again. Whether it's WWE or whether it's New Japan, Ring of Honor, whether it's the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes for for All In, this All In event in September in Chicago. He says, you know, people have come up to him and said, you know, if you're ever thinking about getting back into it, you know, this would be a good spot. You know, we'd be open to talking with you. It sounds like CM Punk wants somebody, and I don't think he's crazy for this. I mean, I can hear him on this one. He wants to just, you know, quit the, you know, cut the bullshit. He wants an offer. He wants somebody to call him and say, hey, we got one fight. We got one night. Here's how much we're going to pay you. Here's who you're going to face. Are you signing the deal or not? Here's the contract offer. Here's the money. Here's the card. Here's the the storyline. Do you want in or no? Are you all in or no? I think he wants he wants the young bucks to say, here's how much money you're going to make. Here's who you be fighting. Here's what you're going to have. Here's what we're going to have you do. Are you all in or not? He's going to see the offer. It's either good enough. Maybe he'll negotiate. I don't know. But he, he, he says in this interview with MMA Fighting that he has never been made an offer. And so it kind of sounds like if somebody did make him an offer, he would entertain it. But that's all he wants is an offer. I'm telling you, at some point, WWE will make him an offer. I don't know if it's going to mean, you know, Vince McMahon will have to move on for that to happen. I, I, I don't know. But at some point, it will happen. See, they always come back. They all come back at least once to WWE. But uh, I'll be paying attention to the CM Punk UFC 225 fight. That's what CM Punk does. He draws people who, you know, I wouldn't be watching this card Saturday night. But And that's what Dana White was talking about. So I, I think they want him to get another fight. So I think they'll they'll want him to win this one. And, and, and maybe that's why they put him up against Mike Jackson, a guy who might not be very good. I don't know anything about Mike Jackson. So I don't want to go all in on... on a prediction here that CM Punk will win. I have no idea what Mike Jackson looks like, but I will react to it on Monday because I will be watching on Saturday night. So uh, anything that happens over the weekend, I'll react to on Monday's podcast. I'm here twice a week, every Monday and Thursday. Make sure you subscribe on my website, dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podcast One, you name it, anywhere podcasts are available, you can get this show. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all forms of social media. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Picard, episode five of 363 off the air that will be being released soon. And uh, we do have a big name involved in episode five, and I'll be launching another show on top of it very soon You'll want to subscribe, hit the notifications button on my YouTube channel uh, to get caught up with all of that. But enjoy your weekend, everybody. Hopefully we get some summertime weather, some beach weather. I know it's been freezing the last couple days, but uh, I think it should be at least in the mid-70s in Boston, in New England this weekend. Hopefully maybe we can get into the 80s, get down the beach, uh, get some sun this weekend. Enjoy your weekend. I am out. I will talk to you again on Monday. Yeah.